<laughs> I wasn't ready. It's all right. Just you can just go roll from yeah. there. Go. All right. Whatever so, you start, uh, cut it from there. Hello, pop culture over pizzas on the internet. This is Metatron <laughs> from the cloud. Uh, we're going to be talking about stuff today, and I hope you like it. I am joined by my hosts. What's up, guys? This is Jose. How y'all doing? I'll pass it off to this weirdo over here. Oh, I was eating popcorn. This is Wolf listening to you eat popcorn. This is Wolfie hoping you wasn't, uh, wishing you wasn't eating popcorn into the mic. Am I too loud? No, you're actually fine. Really? Yes. That's just going to make him want to go louder. Yes, I know. <laughs> so just take we, it easy, buddy. Well, what do we got on the docket over here today? Well, I think we're going to start off with a round of geek outs. Geek outs. So, who do I have to point out? <clears throat> I'll start. Okay. I'll start. Um, first part of the geek out, quick mention, since everybody's going to watch it, I don't want to spoil it, Jack Ryan season two. Yes. It's pretty awesome so far. Yes. I've seen uh, three episodes. Um, the setting, which you will find out right away, this is not spoilers, is Venezuela. So it's interesting. Um, and it's really good so far. And there's a couple of cool actors like Jack and Hagar from Game of Thrones and the mummy from, or the, uh, Arnold Vosloh from the mummy who played the mummy and others. So I just wanted to make that a quick mention because my real geek out for the week is um, I've been watching, catching up on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a show that I absolutely love. And the last two episodes for me were pretty instant classics. Um, the episode a couple of weeks ago was an episode about the gang going to, uh, to the zoo and texting. And it's really cool because they're texting for the whole episode. It's kind of about how like uh, so much can happen and miscommunication and misunderstandings can happen over text. So that's pretty, it's a pretty hilarious episode. But the more notable one was this past week, there was an episode called The Janitor. I think it was The Janitor Always Mops Twice. And it was a whole episode in black and white in the style of like an old, like noir, like mystery thriller. Okay. Um, so like all the, the gang plays like it, different like mystery characters. And it's, it's, it's really funny. That's all, I'll, like, okay. that's all I'll say about that. It's freaking awesome. So those are my geek outs for the week outs. <laughs> Good. Elias? No. No. He's, right, he's, so he's got, got, he's got I'm a eating mouth, popcorn. Full of, mouth full of popcorn here. He's geeking out over popcorn. That's his geek out for this week. Okay, okay. I think I'm ready. Do you understand what this means, right? He's having all this popcorn. He's going to totally freak out by the time we're finished with this episode. Oh, man. Really? Boom. You're going to have fart attacks. Okay, so my geek what? out is... um. Oh, yeah. My geek out is... I wouldn't call this a geek out necessarily, but it's more like a project. Um, I don't know. I'm really into traps, so I decided to try and make a beat myself. Uh, it's kind of it's. It's okay. It's okay. It's kind of it's kind of garbage. Give it all you got. Give it all you got. It's kind of garbage. And um, yeah. Um, my second geek out is actually um, something I've been working on in Soul Calibur, which was creating my own character. Um, it's not original. It's Sub-Zero. And his, he's using the tactics of Taki. Uh, okay. Taki. I can see that. I can see that. That's interesting. Taki, Taki's a ninja, right? Yeah, two daggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sai. Cool. I'm with it. They're called Sai. Taki at Sai's? I'm pretty sure. Oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, that's Weren't my mistake. They no. With like knives on them. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm getting mixed up with Melina. Sorry, that's you. my bad. No, um, 
this That's graceful. Big mix up. Oh, no, God. but you can change his styles. Like you could get kunai's. Okay, that's cool. You I can get kunai's, style, and um, I think for um, Siegfried, he has a sword. No. No, forget it. Um, so yeah, that's basically his move set. Well, basically her because it's Taki. Her move her move set is pretty good. So I would make. <coughs> I would recommend using her a lot because she's a pretty good character. Does your Sub Zero have boobs? <laughs> well, Taki- and do ninja flips. <laughs> well, Taki's a chick, right? And you created Sub Zero based off of but Taki. Sub Zero, Sub Zero is supposed to be male, not female. I know, so- but I'm just saying. Like, did you create like? It, it, I'm just trying to understand the the character creation screen. Is it like you create the body from scratch? No, you um create the yeah you create the body from scratch. Okay, all right, cool. That's dope. As long as Sub Zero doesn't annoy me with those annoying Taki flips. <laughs> as long as Sub Zero doesn't annoy me with those annoying Taki flips, then it's okay. Next. Uh, so you well, got anything? Are you oh. done? He's done. He's oh, okay. done. He's, He's back done. to stuffing his He's face. Popcorn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. Um, I've been geeking out over, well, this Friday saw the release of Apple TV Plus. So they, they're now fully into the streaming wars here with Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and shortly, what, like well, two now weeks Hulu from now? Since, oh, yeah, Apple. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Disney I'm Plus. Disney Plus is coming in out right, in right, like, right, right, right. what, less than two weeks now? Yeah. So Apple TV Plus comes out. It's $4.99 a month. Um, but... If you have bought a device since September 10th, you get a year free. Guess what? I bought an iPad September 19th, so I fell into it. I got a year free of Apple TV Plus, so that's pretty cool. How's it cool. been so far? So um, there's a couple of there's a couple of shows on there. Um, they have this thing called Dickinson. It's C. It's for all mankind. Uh, the Morning Show. They have this Sesame Street looking thing called Helpsters. Yeah, well, it's a ripoff, I guess. Um, Snoopy in space, you know. Snoopy in space. Yep, they have a couple of movies. The Elephant Queen, which is a documentary about an elephant in Africa and stuff like that. Okay. So they have a couple of things. Um, I'm not sure if it's worth the 4.99 right now because there's not a lot of stuff on there. You're talking about literally maybe five or six shows and maybe three or four. Um, TV films. Now, they do guarantee that they're going to be uh, rolling out content as they go. I, I think well, the guarantee is that they're going to be dropping at least once once every two weeks or something like that. Um, but, so, that being said, there's, a, there's three shows that I really was interested in. The Morning Show being one of them, and that's the one that has Steve Carell, um, yeah, Jennifer Aniston and, and Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. And B- Billy Crudup, isn't it also? Yes. Damn, I think he I plays like that, a I really station want to see that now. Yes. I, it's I a good love, cast. I love all those mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also For All Mankind, which is uh, it's kind of like an Elseworlds story where instead of us reaching the moon first, Russia did. And so now the Russians, they want to get not just astronauts into space, they want to get female astronauts into space. What? The yes. Russians? It's very yes. progressive of Russia. No, 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 this is the Americans. The Americans want to they want to catch oh, okay. up and they want to send female uh, astronauts up there. 
what I binged over, um, they dropped the first three episodes of C, and that's the one starring Jason Momoa. Um, Alfred Woodard is in it too, uh, apparently. Yes, she is. So the conceit of the show is that um, there was a virus that happened centuries ago, and it wiped out most of humanity. There's only two million people left in the world, and they've all lost the ability to see. So we're talking centuries ahead of time. Hence the name. And um, basically what it is is that two kids are born, and they have the ability to see, and now... Since we're in this primitive stage where there's no electricity, there's no you know cars, everybody's very primal. They all believe in in this weird religion where the sun is the god, the god flame, and you know all the old buildings are god bone and stuff like that. And they believe that anybody that has sight is a heretic, is the devil. Because okay. they believe that the reason why everybody lost the ability to see was it was God's punishment on Earth to all the people on Earth because they were destroying the planet. So the whole show is now, you know, they're running from these witch hunters. Um, there is a queen. Her name is Queen Cain. Um, it, so to boil it down, the first episode is a little wonky. Um you can see if you watch the first episode, I don't know if you go back to it. I think it was smart for them to put the first three episodes out because it does get a little bit better. That third episode is actually pretty, pretty good. Um, it's a little weird, though. You're going to have to throw your, your brain at, and leave the, your brain at the door because you have blind people walking around forests and easily going back to villages um, I know there are certain tricks that they employ in, do, in, in getting back to where they're supposed to go. There are armies fighting, which is a, another interesting thing. And like I was telling you before, mm -hmm. Jason Momoa, who is a jiu-jitsu practitioner, he throws some scrambles up in there, you know what I'm saying, while he's fighting a guy in the first episode, which was very interesting. Um, I'm going to give it a shot, but I will say this. It's not my most favorite show at the moment right now. I see potential in it. It is a, It does have a pretty big budget. My understanding, it's $15 million an episode. Okay. Jeez. Um, but it's not what I thought it would be. I thought, I thought it has an interesting premise, but the execution is kind of wonky. There are some really memeable moments there. Well, okay. I was so. gonna I was gonna say uh, with the whole being able to move around and and fight and all that stuff, I can see it. I mean, I can see jujitsu. It, it makes some sense because maybe not like shooting arrows and stuff like that. But you read about no, people who can like like there are no arrows. Uh, they use like I said, they use sound very. They use echolocation and stuff know? like that. Like there, there's one fight where there are people who have learned that in real life. Right, like, but like, there like are bats. there are there are. But you're talking about in the forest, and you're talking about not one on one. We're talking about mass armies mass clashing army. together. Yeah, there's, there's. Yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you? You don't, like, dis you can't what distinguish. If you, what if you accidentally kill your mate? They're all daredevil. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's just like a, a, a civilization of Matt Murdocks. It basically, you know, and but yeah, like actually, I said, you know what? You're right about that. Like, I like imagine like two giant groups of armies clashing together, a la old style civilization or Game of Thrones. And then you kill one guy, how do you kill the next guy? So it's a smell? So it's a smell? Well, they, they do have what they call sentiers, which they have the ability to scent people out. They also mm -hmm. have seers, 
who have the ability uh, to hear or well, not hear. I forgot what the name is, but they have. So it looks like they haven't really pegged on it, but it looks like there are certain individuals who have a heightened sense mm-hmm. of one thing or another, and you know they are the ones that oh, I can smell this or I can hear this guy. You know, um, they do use inventive ways. Like there's one fight where they're kind of like there's puddles around and the guy throws sand on there so every time the guy any any of the opponents walked he would hear the crunch of the sand and that's mm-hmm. how he knew the guy was there mm-hmm. so there are ways but like I said there are there okay. are certain times where it's like you know you can't see how did you walk on that ledge and not fall you know there there are certain yeah. times where it's like you know you've got six people around you fighting how do you not mistake one of your people for them. So, but if you can get past all of that, there is an interesting show in there. Um, I'd like to see if maybe they they get a little bit better as the season progresses. Cool. So that's um, Apple TV Plus's C. So there you go. What else we got? Who else we got? Matter? Sure. Um, couple, well, today I. Uh, I got pretty messed up. So I was at How work. So? And I heard a very, to say the least, interesting song on the radio. One of my coworkers pointed it out, and she said, oh, I really like this song. It has, uh, what, Post Malone, um, this other guy. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. But the name that really stuck out to me, she started saying, oh, this other guy that's on here, it's like a classic. And I'm like, Okay, well, who could that be? And then when she looked it up, it was like, oh, it's Ozzy Osbourne. And I was like... Mm. Wait, what? Post what? Malone and Ozzy no. Ozzy? You, really? I, it's actually a thing. It's called... Everybody's a Google Take What right? You Want. Exactly. <laughs> it's called Take <laughs> What You Want. Yeah, that, that song. What? And I, I was listening, it, listening to it a few times while on the way over here, and I was like, okay, so this is actually a thing. What? It's what Travis Scott as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Travis, Travis Scott. Scott Post Malone seems to work with a lot of interesting and strange people, so it makes some sense to me, I guess. Post Malone is working with everyone. Yeah, he works with a lot of like he does a lot of weird yeah, collaborations. But like to hear that. I mean, I don't. Okay, look, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, yet, I'm gonna be out with this. I'm not the biggest proponent of trap. Okay, so when I hear that uh, a trapper was working with. Osby Osborne, and I was like, wait, what? How, how did that come to be? What? What? That is pretty crazy. Yeah. So it just kind of rattled my cage a little bit there, ruffled my feathers, as I like to say, <laughs> every now and again. Well, it does look like Malone has worked with other people because he performed at the Grammys with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He what performed I? at um, the 2018 VMAs with Aerosmith. And oh. the the... The album that has that song that you're referring to, um, he also has Halsey, Meek Mill, Young Thug, Meek and Mill, Future Young Thug on that album, also collaborating hey. with him. So, you know, he's reaching out all Wait, over do, the place. Do, doesn't Post Malone sing the song that you like from the Spider Into the Spider Verse? Oh hell yeah. yeah! It's probably one of the only songs I like, but I haven't really heard any other songs from him. I haven't really heard any other songs from him. Interesting. He's alright. Yeah. Either way, the song I was listening into into the car, into the car, in the car on my way here. It took a little while to sink in, but 
it's kind of growing on me. It's not that bad. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. But okay, that's that was an aside. My geek out, my actual geek out, is the final season of BoJack Horseman. Mm. My God, I loved it. Mm. The only thing that um, the ending was a little weird for me, but I think that's because of how open ended it was. Like, just uh, I don't know. Are any of you guys gonna watch it, or should I like hold off on this? Um, it's up to you. I'm too far behind right now, so yeah, me too. I, don't know. I haven't even started. I might yeah, watch it in too. a couple of years. Okay, so I won't spoil it, but I'll just say that the sadness in your eyes—you were like, "God, I wish I could spoil it." <laughs> yeah. But there are some people that maybe haven't seen it. Yeah, but like, it has a really open-ended uh, ending, and it was a little weird. But I think it was also really interesting that they did it. It was bold and. I don't know. It kind of worked. Do, do you think that they might do like some sort of spinoff? Usually, when like series ends that ha- end that have like an open ended ending, it's usually to kind of leave the door open for like a spinoff show. Well, do you feel like it's possible? It's because uh, this is coming from somebody that has not watched it. I've been wanting to, but I just haven't. He, he, here's the thing: um, something you're going to notice in the show is that he's a really messed up guy. That's that's not even a spoiler. He is just a very, very messed up oh, actor. Yeah. The final season deals with that in some sense. Okay. As to whether or not it's going to completely upend his life, upend his life. Man, you can't speak today, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's all good. We're, we're anyway. having a very weird podcast today. So Bear with us. Bear with us. We're going to catch our stride soon. So whether or not it's a major... well, ah, What I'm trying to say is <laughs> his problems have a, are very integral to the ending. And depending on how optimistic or pessimistic you are, that can, uh, I guess, drive what you think of the ending. Your opinion. The opinion of the ending. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, cool. Can that's, I, that's that's cool actually. Can I interject here because um, there is a reason why it's open ended. There's a part two coming to season six. What? Oh, there is. Yes. Boom. So it's not the ending. Oh so wow! Th- that is set to release January of 2020. Oh, there that's you go. Awesome. So that's why it feels open ended because there actually is more coming. But okay. So well then, yeah. That's a okay. Now that I know that, oh god, <laughs> it's bad. All right. There you go. Well, not bad as in like it's a bad show, but like the things that went down, it's it's it's, it's going to be big. All right. All right. Uh, so moving on from shows that ended to um, stuff that never started, right? And Eli is right now destroying the refrigerator as we speak. Sorry, I, I'm I to see get didn't. To drink. Didn't I tell you the popcorn was going to play? Yeah, yeah. The popcorn popcorn is in play. It's in play. The popcorn has caused him to go destroy the refrigerator. (laughs) Go figure. So anyway. I haven't done my geek out. Oh, you haven't done it yet. Oh, yeah. Dude. My My, bad. My geek out's quick. My my geek out's pretty quick. I I don't. I I apologize. No, no, it's all good. I didn't actually have a geek out uh, because I've been so busy. But, uh, you know, this... uh, it, it it is one game that recently came out that I'm like really into, and it's uh the new Call of Duty. <laughs> and I'm just, good. I'm, just I'm, I'm just I'm I'm just geeking out because I got to play it for the first time today, 
And it was such an awesome match, you know? Like, I played... Like, it's just... The visuals are great. Okay. The sound effects were amazing. Here it comes. Every single time I got a kill, it, it was, like, you know, just astounding, like, how, how it ended. And, 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 and the thing is that, like, I got eight of these kills, you know, in such a short time span <laughs> for the first time playing it against someone that has been playing it who, like, seems to be, like, some sort of video game god... Self-proclaimed, so he thinks. And, he can't uh, even defend himself. You know, the, 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 it's it's you know, I'm geeking out over how badly I defeated Elias and <laughs> here's the game that he called me out on. He had popcorn so, earlier, uh, so yeah, I'm geeking out on my uh, butt whooping of Elias. Total domination. Total domination. With the trash talking and everything. Notice how he can't even defend himself. He can't say a single thing about it. You know what? I'm, I'm going to beat so bad. I'm going to add to that. I kicked his butt, too. I sniped him a couple of times because he kept, <laughs> he kept his laser on the whole time. And I could find you every time with that laser. Yeah. Says the one who was using my loadout. That wasn't your loadout. It I blew him was. up a couple no. times. This is the default one. The, yeah, the default one that you can change the default one. Yeah, Elias, it, it doesn't seem like uh, you're you're as great as a video game sniper shooter killer as you state <laughs> yourself to be. I okay. killed you with a shotgun. Okay. So let's do this on my turf, huh? It, this is your turf. It's I your mean, home. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this on your turf. I'll, let's see how That's you gonna feel. It's going to be worse for you. Just... Just bow down gracefully. You know, you can grovel and ask me to teach you my ways. That's it. All right. And that, that's my geek out, guys. Thank you guys Give me a much. couple of days and I'll beat you. Sure, no problem. Sunday, I'm going to... He's, he's, mm. he's motioning to my face a lot of different kind of, uh, you know, signals oh, and oh. stuff like that. You know, that looked like broke he broke the twig. Pencil. He oh. broke the twig. Um, I don't know if he's if he's describing what will happen to him. I don't know. So anyway, that's my geek out, and that's it. Exactly, that works. Moving right along. Moving right along. Yes. I don't know how to transition to that now. So total destruction. Oh, destruction of the the Game of Thrones universe. Into the Star Wars universe. Ooh, yeah. Look at that. How's how's that for a transition? I think it's more like work? salvation yeah, than yeah. destruction. But so the news came out this week that our Game of Thrones duos, Benioff and Weiss, um, they're no longer doing Star Wars anymore. Yeah, no more BB, DB, they, or DW. They bailed to ruin that. I'm actually happy about this. News. I thought that uh, Disney kind of slowly let them off. Yeah, it, that's it the was impression that, that I got. It was Disney that let them off because of... Uh, they were angry over the Netflix deal. Yeah, they yeah. were not happy that like they took a Netflix deal and they felt like they weren't going to be able to give their full attention to the Star Wars uh, uh, thing. So they kind uh, of... Like, did they, you see uh, Kathleen Kennedy's tweet? No. Oh, no. Kathleen Kennedy goes, um, it's, it's a shame to see them go and hopefully they can come back when they have time from their busy schedule. So... Hmm. A little passive aggressive yeah, there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that, 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 just a little bit. They're stupid. It's kind of messed that. up that they even take the Netflix deal in light of dealing with something as big as Star Wars. I think they want it out. 
I, I really do. I think with the backlash of, of all of that stuff. Because remember, Game of Thrones, they were really, really good when they had source material to work with. And they, the, the show kind of went off the rails a little bit when they were the ones creating the story. Again, no, we have somebody that enjoyed it. That's 100% accurate. Well, because you, like it only kind of went off the rails, kind of went off the rails just in the last season, in my opinion. Listen, there was there was some. What, what was the last season? It was season eight, right? Season eight. I think people yeah. started to complain like around season six. I mean, season I want to know what, what was bad about six and seven. I, I seven don't is where it. it didn't go off the rails for me, but seven is where it got a little less interesting. But right, right. Really? And I, when I, I say know, off the rails, maybe that's a little a little harsh yeah. to say. But you know, there was definitely a difference in quality. To be to be fair. I mean, we all, we did the review of this a little while back of the last episode in the last season, and it wasn't a bad season. It's still better than most things on television. It was television. a rush season. So, that's yeah, that's really what the consensus was for, was for the most of us. I know that, Wolfie, you, yeah. you liked the last season. You didn't think there were any real issues with it, except for maybe one or two things. I think it was terrible things. I mean, I think yeah. that there was certain things that maybe I would have done differently, but overall, story-wise and, and, and things that they did in the show... I thought that they all played, and that those were my issues that I had. My, the only issues that I had were like, like the 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 placement of certain events in which episode they should have happened. Mm-hmm. Those are the only things that I had. But I don't. I think that like the the backlash that they're getting is undeserved, in my opinion. Well, you know what? They're not helping their cause either because they, yeah. they've had a couple of comments that came out right before the announcement of them leaving the Star yeah. Wars franchise, where they basically admitted they don't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they were doing starting at Game of Thrones. And when you think about that in light of them going to one of the biggest franchises that you can really talk about, um, that's not the way you want to enter that. That's- and I think going back to what you said where you know Kathleen Kennedy and the bosses over at Lucasfilm and Disney, they're looking at those type of comments. They're looking at the stuff that happened with Game of Thrones, and they're saying, you know what? They've just signed this mega deal with Netflix. If they had a hard time juggling what was going on with Game of Thrones, how in the world are they going to I, do yeah. our franchise See, I, 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 I kinda, with I, all of the stuff I, that I, they're I dealing with? I kind of dispute that simply because I, I think that those are comments that were the comments that you're referring to are, I believe, an interview that they were part of where um, they said that like, oh, like we didn't know what we were doing. We basically went in there and this was like a like film school for us. But I mm-hmm. don't think that they honestly believe that. I think that they were just saying that almost kind of like in a joking, passing manner. Because if they didn't know what they were doing, they would the Game of Thrones just wouldn't have been as good as it was. But, period. Right, but again, they know? did have source material to, that's, to, that's fine. to go that's back fine. on. But like, think, about how many, think about how many ad- book adaptations have been done in the history of film where they have source material and they still come out crap. No, well, no, just I, the, I, Justice League, for one. I, I, I mean, agree. You know I what agree. I mean? Like, my thing is that, like, I think that, like, some of their comments, and, you know, I know I sound like a very staunch, a staunch defender of, like, Game of Thrones and, like, the, the, the creators and it's stuff. Fine. But it's just, I feel like it's one of those situations where you have the crowd kind of, or, you know, the, the social media or rather the, the internet just trying to cancel them out. You know, just because they weren't happy with their their final product, where, you know, they say a comment like that, and then everybody's like, "Oh, well, you see, there's the proof. That's why Game of Thrones sucks because they said that it's uh, they but, know what they were doing." But, but Game of Thrones, I think that's wrong. Game of Thrones, especially the early seasons, were were the show to watch. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. You, you can't it still say was that, in season eight. Though. Yeah, there was there was you can't t- say that they they didn't have any talent in what they were doing because exactly you know lesser hands would have foobarred those seasons very easily. 
you know. But that, um, that's uh, what I'm saying. That's why I think that, like, when you see comments like that from them, you can't use that as, I, no, I, I, I feel I, like. You but, know. but again, you know, Disney, especially Lucasfilm, they have problems with their directors. I mean, you know, you see... Um, how many times they've they've changed? I mean, Phil Lord and Christopher Phil Miller. Lord, Chris Miller. Um, you're talking about getting rid Rogue of. Um, they had who was to supposed to do the Last Jedi. It wasn't right. wasn't uh, uh, Trevor. Colin, Colin Trevor was supposed to do it, and then you look at uh, Rogue One. They had to bring in what is it, Gilroy, to uh, to help out with the with the the writing and the filming of the the movie. Well, to me, it's it's, it's a simpler way to kind of frame this whole thing, and which is why. I, which is what makes me happy about it because, at least with me, like I said, Game of Thrones was pacing issues that that made it less enjoyable for me, even though it was still a good quality show, still better than most things on television. But the thing that makes this a problematic for me is it's, it looks like they haven't learned their lesson. They're taking on too much work, mm-hmm. Weiss and Benioff. They're taking on too much when they should have said, like, okay, we have a three, or whatever it was. I think it was a Star Wars movie deal, right? Three, Whatever it was three, that they had yeah. taken movies. on, three movies. They were supposed to do a trilogy for them. Yeah, you can't you can't take something like that on and then be like, oh, we have this like other little side project where we develop movies for like the biggest streaming service on earth, like at the same time. Movies and but, shows and TV shows. That's a and lot shows. to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm, I don't know. All at the same time, yeah. you can do it, but like I don't know if it's exactly the same over time. time. I think it would have been based on their schedule. But creating a movie is different from creating seasons, right? I, like but, when you're doing Game of Thrones. You're 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 committing ten years to that show, like. I mean, you're kind of committing that to Star Wars too, though. If you're doing three movies, you're committing like at least six years. You you know, time in between, right? Like we don't have a season coming. We don't have one of the movies coming out every year. There's time and space in between each one. I, I, you know, as far as production goes, and then a film production is usually six to nine months, whereas. For a series, it's going to be six to nine months, but then they already right away have to start getting into pre-production for the following season on the next. Right, there's you know, a lot. They don't have a lot, lot right there. Right, imagine imagine they had a TV show and doing like because it was a TV deal too. So imagine they had to do all this yeah. at the same time. No, I mean, it could it could have easily over overwhelmed. It could have easily overwhelmed, and then it could have rushing stuff yeah, is what 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 made it fail for me. So, but you know, again, it's just a matter of opinion on this one, and. I wasn't super confident they would come out with a great Star Wars product, so we'll we'll see what happens. Well, we we do kind of know what type of story they were going to try and do. Um, everybody thought that they were going to go back and do the Old Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the story that they wanted to tell was the formation of right, the Jedi. Right. Yeah. So they were going to go back to the first Jedi, Jedi, right? Yeah, which which sounds awesome. I, mm-hmm. I would love to actually see that like put into. And you would have seen the yeah. Jedi Order. Form so, we're not gonna see that. So that throws the Star Wars universe kind of in flux now because their their project, their movies were the the next set of movies that were supposed to come out. And I know Kevin Feige has a deal to do Star Wars, but he's that's not gonna mm-hmm. happen anytime soon. And with Ryan Johnson, that's still up in the air. I mean, he says he's waiting basically on Lucasfilm to uh, approach him and say, "Hey, let's start." So I think it's okay if they're taking their time. It's a lot of Star Wars stuff going on. We're gonna, yeah, we're no, gonna need some time after like yeah, Last Jedi. There should be, you yeah. know, there should be. So the the original plan was that they were gonna take off three years, I believe. So the next the next set of movies would have come out in twenty twenty two. Now where do we where do we place that? How how far ahead? 
how far out do we look at a new Star Wars film? I think it's also okay because you have a lot of TV shows coming out. You have Mandalorian, you have Obi-Wan. I, I you have stuff like to, to fill the time period. Yeah, I would like to see Knights of the Old Republic in a, in a, in a show format. 100%. I wish yeah. they would do that. And don't forget the Cassian Andor TV show. So, Oh, yeah. So that's like three TV shows that yeah. will fill the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until we get to Star Wars. We'll see. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, going from that to where the Benioff and Weiss uh, duo is going, they're going to Netflix. We just saw the trailer for The Witcher. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it looks amazing. Uh, Meta? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a fresh set of eyes on this. I've never really played any of the games or read not, the books. Not, neither have I. Yeah. Uh, but that it looks really good. And I really like the way uh, Henry Cavill looks in the role. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen what he looks like on the, on the game covers. And he looks mm-hmm. pretty much verbatim. Yeah, yeah, he does. He looks just like him, you know. What I, mean? I, I, I haven't played the games either, and I'm just dying to like. I, I want to play the games now, and I want to play them even more so, knowing that like the show is not going to be based on the game, so I wouldn't be spoiling anything for myself. But now mm-hmm. I'm just excited to check out the games finally. Um, and the games are supposed to be really good too. Yeah, 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 no, I've heard things. I've always wanted to play them. I just have never had the time and or the energy. I mean, then again. I'm just adding more to the list of things I want to do that I can't do. So to do list, you know, you know. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to like at least play like a minute or two of Witcher. <laughs> I'll give you a minute review of it. You described it pretty well, though. It looks like a little bit of a, of a mix of Game of Thrones with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and I like Henry Cavill as an actor, and I think that as Superman, he wasn't given enough to do. So, because I've seen him in a couple other things, and he's been really entertaining. So I'm glad to. I'm actually happy for him because they weren't going to use him as Superman as yeah. a while, which is dumb. So you might as well he might as well give himself something else to yeah. do in the interim. Ha- has anybody here seen um, the Man from Uncle? I did. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I saw that. I enjoyed him in that. Yeah, I wanted to see it. It was him and the Arm- Army Hammer. Army yeah, Hammer. Yeah, 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 they yeah, play yeah. off each other very, very well. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. So. Army Hammer does like a Russian accent in that. Yeah. But it's a good movie. It's an entertaining movie, and like Henry Henry Cavill has more charisma than yes. he gets to show yes. off as Superman. Which is why it's it's something that that I yeah. would be interested in seeing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. Um, let's get into the main topic this week. And this week, happy uh, to do it. We we've now all seen this movie, so now we can all freely talk about it. It's been a couple of weeks since the movie came out. Um, it is now the number one R-rated movie of all, of time. all time. All time, yeah. Um, it's headed. It's headed to pass a billion, right? Yeah, it's headed toward yeah. past. If it if it hasn't wow. reached it yet, it's getting there. Yeah. Um, it's taken more than Infinity War. Yeah, in terms of profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not oh, in terms yeah, of yeah, overall. The, 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 uh, exactly. What, what was the uh, what was the uh, production cost of? Uh, it was I less than hundred. It was yeah, yeah, definitely it was less than eighty million. I, think it was like, yeah, I thought it was, it was like 60, seventy-five, eighty, somewhere around that. Somewhere in that ballpark. It was a very cheap movie to make, and it's making. Buku dollars at the box office. Um, the movie we're referring to is Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Joker lap. <laughs> nice, nice impression. That was pretty good. That was so, pretty good. Me, Metatron, and Elias have already given our impressions of the Joker. Mm-hmm. And just to reiterate, we all liked it. You guys meaning Jose and Wolfie. Mm -hmm. Jose was on the podcast, but he hadn't seen it yet. No. Wolfie was not there, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think you were there. No, no. Not the last one. But you've seen it. So now, what did you guys think of the movie? Would you like Uh, to begin, sir? 
I'll let or, you go first. Okay, yeah. I'll give my opinion first. Uh, okay, so hold on. <laughs> I think I bashed the microphone into the uh, popcorn bowl that's sitting on the table. Thanks to Elias, the podcast You're weirdness welcome. continues. <laughs> but anyways, so I I really enjoyed it. Um, I did not expect it to be this movie that supposedly deserved the eight minute standing ovation or whatever that it got at the film festival. It wasn't that good, okay, which is totally fine by me because if like I did not expect it in any way to be like a complete and total masterpiece, but it was still really good. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in the role. Um, it's kind of hard to decide who is the better Joker now for me between him and Heath Ledger in terms of live action Jokers. Mm-hmm, right. Um, yeah, it's definitely difficult to, to choose now. Um, I like all the ticks that he brought to the role. I like how they, they used different aspects of like mental illness and, and, uh, and poverty and income inequality to kind of build the Joker's origin in this. Um, I, I thought the, the story was pretty well done. I thought, again, the acting was fantastic. The direction was great. Um, as far as specifically, a little bit more specifically, how I feel about it um, and how I felt about it compared to a lot of the, the buzz and the different complaints that you heard about it. Um, first of all, I didn't think it glorified violence. I didn't think it glorified the Joker as a hero. Um, I think the, the way that I see it is in order for it to be more of a glorification of violence, a lot of the violence that he, that he committed was either it was really despicable, it wasn't heroic, it was self-defense kind of at one point in the earlier murders mm-hmm. that supposedly mm-hmm. happened in the movie with the Wall Street guys. Um, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. There was one part that kind of dug at me that I didn't, didn't like based on what Todd Phillips had been saying recently about comedy. Um, I didn't like the one moment. It's, it's small and it seems kind of silly, but I don't like where he, he slipped in the part where the Dr. Ruth character at the end, the, the woman who was... Uh, who was on the Arthur Murray show with him? Mm-hmm. He was like made a a, 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 a really off color joke, and she says, "You," she said, "You can't joke about that." To me, that was like almost like Todd Phillips slipping that in because of his opinion about how woke yeah. culture is destroying yeah. comedy. And I was like, "That's really kind of unnecessary." Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we hadn't heard all these comments and interviews from him, it would have been a moment that would have slipped by without any thought by me. But because of that, I was kind of like off put by that. Um. But again, I don't think it was necessarily glorifying violence in any way. I don't think it was glorifying the character. I think there was an irony to every time that he was even revered by the time you got to the end of the movie. But also, in my opinion, um, and this is an opinion that's going around a lot in terms of the narrative and what was going on there, I don't think any of it was really real. I think very little of it was real at the, very, at, at the least. You can say make the case that some of what was going on was real, but most of it, if not all of it, was in his head. Well, actually, didn't you show me a video that kind of related to the movie? Um, the video I showed you was like a weird out there theory. I don't think this is the case, but like in recent comics, um, there's been a hint at the Joker possibly being immortal. It's kind of like, uh, I forgot which one it was, what the name of the storyline was, but it's where Batman kind of discovers old photographs of the Joker mm-hmm. in various like situations and things mm-hmm. that have happened in Gotham. Um, I was just showing you that because that was like an off there theory. I don't necessarily believe it, but an out there theory that maybe like the Joker is actually really immortal and this is just like one of his lives or something like that. But 
Yeah, that was the video that I showed you. I don't think it's necessarily that. I just think it's the unreliable narrator, the Joker, not really telling anybody what his origin was, kind of playing with that narrative in this movie. Interesting. I mean, I, I, I thought that, like, I do think that all of it was real. Um, I don't see... I don't necessarily see how they could... Why they would show, like, this just all in his head. You know what I mean? Um, because then it would, like... It kind of defeats the purpose of, like, showing why and how he became the Joker. You know what I mean? Um, I personally... I didn't think that it glorified violence because I think that, like, we have even more violent things happening in our society today. You know, and if anything, the violence that took place in the the film was just examples of violence that happens in, in, in real life in our in our society. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, while I can't think of any time that someone assassinated someone on live TV like that, like, you know, uh, you know, and what you know, as in like a a guest assassinating host, which is what happened in the end. Um, it's not like it hasn't happened in the past. You know, JFK got assassinated on live TV. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this stuff happens and it shocks the world because of a message that they're trying to send or or whatever it is. Um, but uh, as far as which of the two Jokers, I still think that like Heath Ledger is definitely like I thought that there was going to be a question in my mind, but there isn't. I do think that Heath Ledger is definitely the uh, best Joker that we've seen on screen, simply because Heath Ledger actually played the actual role of the Joker. And the reason I say that is because I don't feel like Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Joker became the Joker until the very, very, very end of the movie, right? where he got pulled out of the car and then he was revered and he just accepted, like, finally accepted the role in everybody else's mind that he is this person, you know, where he completely shed uh, um, the... the uh, the, his human side, the Arthur side, you know what well, I mean? Um, and, and I I think that, like, if they do decide to do, like, another movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, which he said he's open to, it would have to explore him now fully as the Joker, doing the things that Joker would do, right? Like, killing specifically for fun, not for revenge, right? In this film, he was trying to send a message. He was trying to act out because of, like, how society has treated him and specifically acting out and acting revenge on Robert De Niro's character um, because of how he felt he was treated by him. But um, if they do a second movie, I would like to see him, like, be the guy trying to rob the bank in his way, trying to, you know, create chaos in society um, in his way and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Instead um, of the uh, Joker year one take? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like we still need to see the actual Joker if we're ever going to be able to make that comparison. I think that like you can't really make the comparison in my yeah. opinion. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, it's not, it's not a bad thing what they did with how he wasn't Joker for like most of the movie because Remember, this isn't necessarily about the Joker. It's just about... It's his origin. Yeah, it's yeah, his it's origin. A, it's, I understand it's his, origin. it's his origin of how he became the Joker. Um, but I just... Again, my thing is that like, even though he dressed as the Joker and he had the, the, the makeup and everything, he started to kind of transform as the Joker. The He still had motive behind his actions. And the Joker doesn't really have motive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Other than the motive that he he gains, I think that like one of the things that happens in like 
the 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 Batman Joker dynamic is that his motive is to drive Batman to kill him, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only motive that he yeah. ever has up until that point. He has no motive behind anything. He, he doesn't wants like to make him. Yeah, him. He, he doesn't know what you know why he does what he does. He, like he says, like Heath Ledger's character said, oh, you know, he's you know he's, he's like a like wild a, dog, a wild dog chasing a car. He wouldn't know what to do if he caught it. Mm-hmm. You know, in this iteration, he has a motive behind everything. He's trying to like. You know, um, like get revenge. He's trying to act out because of how like he's been beaten down and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like he hasn't transformed as uh, he hasn't become the Joker until after he, um, you know, yeah, killed the uh, Murray and stuff. So let me ask you this because both of you guys um, hit on the same point, and I want to I want to really ask and, and dig deep on this. Um, the points that both of you guys made that this movie didn't glorify violence. Mm. And, you know, I want, I really want to ask the question on this because in my mind, it, it kind of did, but not in the ways that you would think. And I wanted, I wanted to see if you guys, what you guys thought about this because mm-hmm. the violence that's on the screen, you're right. It's not nothing new. It's not, mm-hmm. it, we've seen, we've seen worse actually. Right. But I think in film. Yeah. I think, you and know, in real life, I think the the issue that a lot of people were having was that taken in context on who the individuals would gravitate toward that. You know what I'm saying? And and that's where I, I want to get your take on this because you have this this movie, and part of the reason why you had cops and SWAT teams mm-hmm. at, at movie theaters, you had some movie theaters implementing. You know um, these r- restrictions where a single guy could not go to the movie theater; right. you had to come with somebody else. Um, a lot of the talk was that this movie was speaking to the disenfranchised, right, to the people right. that. that yeah. And so you look at the movie on a whole, and it almost casts him almost as an, a sympathetic figure, right? So. In those, looking at the movie in those lenses, right, looking at the violence that came out of it from a sympathetic, and even at the very end when, you know, he got hit by the car right. and they pulled him out, they took him and it was almost like a Christ-like scene where yeah, yeah, it, yeah, was, it was very much like he was being crucified and, and he was being risen there. Yeah. And you had that whole crowd that was kind of, chanting his name and leading him on and saying, you know, it's those things where I say, that's where you're glorifying the violence because you have these individuals that are that are downtrodden that see, I can see, relate right, see, but, to but Joker's, the Joker's plight in this movie. That's almost like a call to action yeah. almost. And thankfully yeah. it hasn't happened. But I'm just saying if you look at it in those veins, do you still think that see, but the thing is that it's still see, not glorifying see, the violence? See, my thing is that it's not glorifying the violence because again, this is these are situations that happen in real life. All all the movie's doing is bringing it to the forefront, right? Because we do have serial killers and we do have terrorists and stuff like that 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 use other serial killers and terrorists as their motivation, as people that they revere. Right, mm-hmm. and and why did these people become the way they were? Because of how society treated them. If anything, this is just an example of like what happens if society doesn't take care of their people. They create someone like the Joker, for example, or create a scenario where you you have an individual that decides to act out on on uh, on on society because of 
their emotional state, their mental state, or whatever it is. And then the result of that is having people that revere them. You know, those people that revere them in the movie is the same thing as, like, you know, homegrown terrorists that follow Osama bin Laden and have been, like, uh, like you know, changed mentally because of, you know, who they feel and think that he so is. You, you know what I mean? You wouldn't think that somebody somebody would go that, that has... Because you're yeah. saying that... You know these serial killers; they revere another serial killer. Right. Yeah. This is kind of the same thing if you I, yeah, think about that, it. Right. That's absolutely true. Because you're looking at a fictional right serial killer, and he's he's you know that's whatever. You know what I'm saying? They can look at this figure and say, "Hey, I can relate to him." Hey, look at what he's done. That's absolutely and, true. And a lot of these these kids from Columbine and stuff like that, you know, they're. Arthur Flex, that, right? That, 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 that's and true. And they're looking for attention. See, again, but see, know? here's my thing, right? Like, you know, just because the movie provides an example, it doesn't mean that, like, it's going to, that it wouldn't have happened, right? Like, if this movie was never made, that same individual that would have been, like, that that looks at this Joker as their example for um, whatever actions they want to take, if it wasn't this movie, it would be something else. Oh, I, I totally that, agree with saying. that. So I don't yeah. think that like it glorifies that. It also, I guess, depends on like what lens you're viewing it from. If exactly. you're if you're viewing it from the point of view of like, you know, how does this affect the individual that is in a bad mental state? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna make them want to go out and kill? Then maybe it can happen. Maybe 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 that can and, happen, right? And I but, think that's where I was getting my... That was where yeah. I, get, I was getting at. But see, my know? thing is that, like, that shouldn't be the message that we take away. We should be taking away the message of, like, like look at what we're doing oh, I as agree. a society. I agree. You know, and I, like, and what, what happened with the Joker and all the masses that pulled him out and revered him in the end, this is what society is creating. I, I completely you know? agree with that because, you know what... Um, <laughs> A lot, a lot of people are trying to take this movie and politicize this. And, and when I say politicize, and I, I hate using that term, but to me, when you politicize something, you're focusing on the message rather than the problem. And I think that's what's happening with this movie. A lot of yeah. people are fixated on the thing that, oh, you know what? This movie may incite people into violence, which thankfully hasn't happened. Instead of looking at the message of the movie and saying, you know what, there's a deeper problem that we have in America that's not being right. talked about. And so when you politicize something, instead of talking about the problem, you're talking about the medium, right. which is it's related. And you're not you're mm. you're basically whitewashing the situation. Yeah, but see, that's you know? what I'm saying. Like those are the things that like we need to like not fall into those traps of like criticizing the the medium that this is being Exemplified, and because I would say that like video game like Call of Duty glorifies violence, right? Because yeah. you're 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 playing a game where the where you get points for killing, and oh, you're a hero. And, Can and, I, and, uh, and, and and hold on, hold okay, on, hold I'm on. I'm sorry. And if you guys remember, I think it was the first Black Ops. Okay, there's a scene in the game that you play a terrorist that goes through. We talked an about airport, that, yeah, right? We we last week. Mm-hmm. Last, last so that's podcast. what I'm saying. So like, you have other things that like. Can that are way worse than this film, whereas the film isn't necessarily putting him up as a hero, if not as an example of what. Well, but can I say something to or that? More like a a warning to society. Can I say something to that? Right. Because um, if you look at all the serial killers, you look at the the, the mm-hmm. Columbines, the mass shootings. Yeah, they don't play video games. 
So no, no, no. I understand that. I understand that. But we're talking about like the medium. No, I know. Yeah, I know. But you know, a lot of talk has been made about how you know Call of Duty and Medal of Honor and and Battlefield. These are violent games that incite people to go out and shoot people. And studies have shown that that's not true. No, that's I I totally, totally like agree that like you know that that we that the medium can't really be blamed. But that's also why I say that like. Um, I think that like that fear that a lot of critics had about the movie that like this can incite other people to violence um, is misplaced, you know. Because the thing is that like whoever's going to create that violence is going to create it whether this movie came out or not. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? like a perfect example of what you said before is like white phosphor- phosphorus and how they included that to uh, COD. In Call of Duty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that, like, when it comes to this movie, like, it's easy for a lot of critics to to take one piece of the film, which is, like, the most shocking part of the film, the reason that everybody's going to go watch it. It's an easy target. It's, a, it's an easy target, but it's, 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 the, it's the one thing that we shouldn't be talking about, right? you know? We should be talking about, like, and this is, again, like, where, where people say, oh, well, like, you're... you're you're kind of making him a martyr. He's like, you know, like you're making it sort of acceptable that, like, or or rather not acceptable, but like you're forgiving him for what he's done. And like, it's not that like people should be forgiving people with mental illness for what they do, but it should be, you know, we should be taking a stronger look at society as a whole. You know what I mean? Because I think that like we are clearly messing up and not taking care of people with mental health issues. Agreed. I was going to say the way that I put whether this is glorification of violence or not is I guess you got to kind of define what glorification would be in this case. And I think when, you, when you're glorifying violence, you're talking about stylizing it. You're talking about making somebody a hero for committing violence. Um, you look at something like more like The Matrix. That's something more. It's more of a glorification of violence, right? Because it's really yeah. cool how they can kick somebody's yeah, ass like and like shoot a bunch of people. people. You know what I mean? You look at the reaction of, yeah, exactly. And you look at the reaction of everybody else in this film. It's with it's disgust. It's the same, yes, except exactly. for at the end. It's shocked. But these are the people that are literally destroying society to me, according to what the message of the movie is. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like, it's not a glorification. It's in there, but, but I don't see it as a glorification because of that. But right? if, if you're saying that he's going around killing, because he's not, he's not killing, uh, you know, people that that are poor he's not he's going you know and uh, the movie makes the statement that it's a classism you know conflict right so you know again to the to the whole point of are we glorifying violence in this movie or not you know again they they kind of frame it rich against rich against poor you know sane against not so sane and stuff like that he seems to be the guy that's that's leading the charge, you know what I'm saying? In, in some way, shape, or form, you know, against the man, so to speak. Well, you, you, know? you could see it both ways in a way, but the other thing I was going to say in, in speaking to how you say it kind of is ripped from the headlines in mm-hmm. a sense, Wolfie. Mm-hmm. To me, the whole scene at the beginning that's kind of the catalyst of this with the Wall Street uh, guys is it reminds me of, and you probably know this or remember this better than I do because it was before I was born, I believe. Bernard Getz. Bernard Getz, mm-hmm. yeah. Which was very much, in a way, a class thing as well. Because wasn't he? Didn't he shoot like a couple of young black kids that were bothering him on the train? Yep. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Now. So it kind of like rips that from the headlines, and it just That's reverses true. that you class know? battle on I mean, his head. But right. see, the thing is, like, like 
I see this is where I take issue with like the interpretation of the movie, and this is one of those issues where, you know, everything if if everything left up to interpretation, um, things can easily be lost, right? Because whereas you see classism, I only see a product of classism. Right, like if you go deeper into it, it's not that like this is a rich versus poor. This is a this is what happens when there's this huge gap between rich versus poor. You know what I mean? So I look at this as just a product of classism, mm-hmm. you know, and not a well the rich are are terrible people because of this that and the other, you know. So that's that's just my stance on it. So how did how do you think the movie handled Thomas Wayne? Um, because that's a that's a big thing that that came out of this movie. Also, a yeah, lot of people so, didn't like it. So I think I think that like you know personally, it, it it's it's all depending again. It all depends on interpretation because the way I saw the movie and the, the way I saw the film was I was watching it through. I think everything that we saw was very intentionally through uh, Arthur Fleck's eyes, right through Joker's eyes, right? Because if you remember, like he's he's hallucinating about this girl that is on his floor and stuff, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So if we're to understand that what he's seeing, everything that we see is through his mind, we're also seeing Thomas Wayne through his mind, through his perspective, you know, whereas to him, Thomas Wayne is this terrible, terrible person, this, that, and the other, did whatever to his mom, you know, whereas maybe Thomas Wayne really is someone that's just, you know, he's protecting his kid, he's protecting his family and stuff like that. He has this former employee who's psychotic, where you know he's making sure that they stay at arm's length mm-hmm. and and so on and so forth. So we may see where where some people may, some people may have seen Thomas Wayne as a jerk because he didn't treat Arthur Fleck properly. Um, he punched him in the face or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And from a different perspective, this is a man that's protecting his kid from a crazed person at his front gate, mm-hmm. who's uh, defending himself. In a time where you got to remember that, like, nobody knows really anything about mental illness. To him, this is just a crazy person that's, like... Right, this was, well, about, yeah. like, what, I the mean, 70s or 80s? Yeah, 70s and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. 70s or 80s, right? It's well, a thing more like the 80s. Some, something like that. Yeah, so, like, we're seeing a Thomas Wayne that is dealing with a crazy person in front of him in the way that they were just dealt with. You know, he's still... Um, you know, a philanthropist and all that stuff. We only got to see Thomas Wayne through the eyes of the Joker or Arthur Fleck. You know, so we got to take that. We got to we got to take the whole picture before we just make a judgment, right? Right, of course. You know. Well, I mean, like, this is gonna sound a bit weird, but what what I don't like about that scene and how Thomas Wayne and I could say it right. Yeah, of yeah, course. Okay. We're, we're so just spoilers. just so you know, we're in full spoiler uh, territory right now. Y'all better know. Yeah, we've been spoiling for like the last couple, of, yeah, whatever. Last I minutes. mean, again, we got a two week grace period on everything. You should have seen past it. the two week period. So it's, 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 your it's, fault it's approaching a billion dollars. Who yeah, hasn't seen exactly the movie? So. You know. Well, Continue. like the part this this. <laughs> Go on. They're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <I> wish. <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, like the thing that really, the thing that I really don't like about that scene with Thomas Thomas Wayne, kind of like, I guess you could say pushing pushing Joker like away from him, mm-hmm. and even punching him in the face in the bathroom. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what me and my fr- we were talking about this me and my uh, one of my friends, and um, 
he had said that what the way he had seen the, his perspective of that scene and how he interpreted it was basically the huge gap between the rich and the poor. How the rich was basically almost disgusted by the poor in a way and wanted literally... Nothing to do with them, right? Yeah. You literally saw him punching him in the face. But that that doesn't necessarily go for all rich people. Like, you'll you'll see rich people. No, no, I get it. Yeah. Totally. But I, I feel like that's... It's kind of putting that problem out there, especially... Spe- specifically that scene. Right. I mean, yeah. it, so my thing is, again, like, like take it, it, look at it from Thomas Wayne's perspective, okay? He knows that this woman has been claiming that this is her son for the last 30, 40-odd years, right? But he also knows that she's crazy and all the things that she's done to him and, and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. he's been dealing with this, right? Now this guy comes up to him and is like, you know, like, you're my dad, this, that, and the other, and you need to take care of my mom and all that stuff. He already has 30 years worth of backstory on, like, knowing that these are crazy people. Yep. And he needs yeah. to get away. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, like, I, I agree. you know, I can see where he doesn't necessarily have the sympathy. So, where we didn't see that side, right? We only mm-hmm. see, like, what he did to him, you know? So, oh. I, I asked you this before, and mm-hmm. I'm going to ask this to the group here. Right. Okay. I'm gonna, I, I, there's two questions I want to ask you guys. First of all... Um, do you would you find that Thomas Wayne is a little bit more interesting in this iteration? Um, and I'm gonna frame it in this way, okay? If if we're if we're saying that you know I, I'm gonna discount that we're looking at Thomas Wayne in the lens of Joker's eyes, okay? Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of this question, right? Um, if you look at Thomas Wayne and Thomas Wayne, who is the he's his public face is I'm the philanthropist, you know I'm the philanthropist, mm-hmm. you know I I am trying to do right by the city, you know I'm I'm engaged in politics and all this other stuff, but his home life is crap. He he is the person that is shown there. The <laughs> transformation from Bruce Wayne kid to Bruce Wayne adult to Batman to the little bit of the psychosis that he has in order to become that character, does that make it an easier way for Bruce Wayne to transition into that character? That's the first question. The second question is dealing with the Joker thinking that Thomas Wayne is his dad, that would frame the Joker-Batman relationship totally different because now he has that resentment to Batman because he thinks that he's the quote-unquote favored son. Yeah. He's gotten all the spoils. Joker has not. Yeah. So I'm going to throw that out to you guys. You guys let me know what you guys think. So um, the first question uh, with um, Thomas Wayne, I feel uh, he's not – he's 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 interesting, and he's definitely high up there, be, but um, still he's not the top. Most interesting person, most interesting iteration of him, but most he's definitely man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely high up there because I feel like he he isn't much of a because f- like an example of this is like Flashpoint um, and how it was more fictional, but I feel like this iteration of Thomas Wayne is more of I guess. 
a real person in a way, like yeah. a person, a person who's m- who. It's hard to explain, but it's a person who's like mostly more human, more human yeah, than so the rest. I was actually gonna say something just like that. That I do think that it's a more interesting Thomas Wayne because he's he has obviously flaws. You know what I mean? We've mm-hmm. always seen him kind of like this perfect dad and stuff right. like that, and like no issues whatsoever because he is, you know, basically. Bruce Wayne's moral compass, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. like, everything that, like, he wants to embody, like, who his dad was and, like, this perfect man and whatnot um, who always tried to take care of Gotham. Right. Right? Who always tried to do the right thing about God, uh, through, uh, with Gotham and himself and so on and so forth. Um, but, yeah, this Thomas Wayne does kind of give a more human, more, you know, flawed person, right? And, of course, we've always only seen Thomas Wayne through Bruce Wayne's perspective. So, again, this goes back to my whole thing about perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. whose perspective are we looking at and stuff like that? We tend to romanticize our our relationships, especially with our parents and stuff. um, But, yeah. No, go on. uh, No, keep on. No, I was going to say that, like, and then then as far as, like, the dynamic between, like, the Joker and Batman, um, I think that this, this, this is why I think that this movie... Or at least the story should really kind of become canon. I love like everything they did because it just makes the DC universe and that relationship between Joker and Batman and so on and so forth like so much more interesting, you know. And DC really, really desperately needs a little bit more bite to their characters. Well, it's interesting you say that because so. a lot of people used to complain Zack Snyder about that that his characters were too dark, and now we're kind of wanting. That man, we need the dark. Back, I, right? I, 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 I like know? the comparison because we, we have like it. Like if we have like that, 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 that comparison between Marvel and DC, like I think this is perfect because they can compete against each other, but in completely different kind of yeah. ways that also satisfies satisfies the fans' needs, right? Like if I want happy go lucky and cool and like super optimistic, you I'm gonna go Marvel. Marvel. If I want dark that's going to, like, hit me in my soul, I can go DC, which I always do, which is why I like, you know, Batman. It's really the only kind of title in DC that I enjoy because of that dark kind of storyline that, that 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 feeds my soul, you could say, when it comes to comic books that I read and stuff. Uh, it would be awesome to see that in film. Well, I mean, two things. One about the thing that you said before, he he's more human in, like, the terms that, when when you're the reason why he's so human and Flashpoint actually he's actually a bit more human than the rest in Flashpoint too mm-hmm. in in the way that every human being has flaws right. like there's no there's no actual person in the world it's literally impossible to not have at least one flaw in yeah. your life okay well i was going to say this and you're going to going to hit me for this in a sense but I think he's a less interesting character, but I think, and again, okay. you're going to hate me for saying this, I think it was an intentional because, again, I really don't think this was real, okay? And I, I have to explain kind of my reasoning behind that um, because, first of all, with the, with this movie, if you look at how, how some of the characters are portrayed, a lot of them are one note, again, I think intentional, okay? Um, and there are a few plot holes that you could actually drive a truck through. And again, I think that was intentional. There were a couple of hints, too. First of all, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I've been looking around the internet and I've been con- confirming this. Every clock you ever see in the movie is set to the same time. 11, 11, 11. 
which is what? That's the symbol for, that's the number that's supposedly in numerology designed around wishes, okay? Second of all, the way that I see that is if you're looking at 1111, the clock always being the same, um, to me, that means he's just loosening the whole, whole thing in, this is why in I the can't middle watch of one the sequence, movie rushed. okay? This is why I can't watch it rushed. <laughs> There's another thing, though. The first moment that I thought something is, is not right here is, again, going back to that initial scene, the catalyst when he killed the Wall Street guys. Revolvers don't have nine shots. When did he reload? I know that might be, seem like an editing, maybe something they, they didn't, they edited that out or like they didn't show him reloading. Mm. But again, I feel like that's very intentional because again, a revolver has what? Six shots, yeah. maybe seven if you have one in the chamber at most. But that's why it's a six shooter. No, it would be a six shooter. No it, it, it's, it's, okay, so six shots. He, f- he, the he shot the first guy twice, right? But listen, Rambo, Rambo has unlimited ammunition. I, you know, right? I, I, so. I, there's I would, more. You know. There's more. Okay. There's 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 more to me that that seems like a plot hole. When he takes the information from Arkham State Hospital and runs into the into the stairway and no one stops him. To me, that seems like a little bit of like. First of all, he can overpower a guy. This lanky, sick, mentally ill. Not even that mental illness makes him weak. But this individual who's very sick, very skinny, very lanky, overpowers Brian Tyree Henry and like tears that thing through the through the. The, the hole in the in the booth or whatever in order to get it out. He's got mad grips. I mean, again, I think I think these these might seem plot holes when you think about it. Like if you're trying to be plausible in actual reality, you know what I mean. But let's let's not forget that there's still a movie. No, I know, yeah. but, but there's like, there's a lot more than that though. I mean, first of all, I mean not first of all, but like also like you have to consider. Yeah, it's a little bit like more. It's more like the seventies, the eighties, a little bit further back. But like, in on when what universe is somebody going to be that easily able to sneak a gun into a talk show and blow the talk show host away? In in the seventies and eighties, oh, when yeah, you don't absolutely. have like think about like think about Columbine. Yeah, because how did, how did these kids like be able to bring in AKs into a school? Well, I'm, before it was a thing. Well, I mean, you have there like wasn't, there wasn't metal detectors yeah. back then. I I remember going to school and. Almost every other kid had a knife, so you know. One more thing, and I'll let Elias talk. But I mean, there's a couple other things that that are confusing me to me too. Like we have Alfred in this movie, right? That was Alfred. Yes, it Gate, was. We're assuming. No, it was. It's it's in the credits. It was that is Alfred Pennyworth. And I'm not saying that this couldn't be changed for this particular movie, but isn't Alfred supposed to be British Special Forces? How is Arthur also able to overpower him by the fence? And Again, this is an Elseworld, though. We're, I get you're, it. You're, you're, taking, you're taking it from literal canon. This, you know, if, if this is literal canon, then this isn't the Joker because you're looking at a Joker that conceivably when Bruce Wayne is Batman, is Batman's in his Batman-esque yeah, costume. This Joker will probably be like sixty years old. You know what I'm saying? So this is which this again is I'm still okay with. I think the Joker. Oh no, yeah, old. I know because he. It's it, with the Joker. It's all mind games. Yeah. Two. Well, I mean, like, well, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, like for like um the first one, not the first one, but when like you had when you had Joker like stealing the thing through the hole. I mean. It's a movie. Like, for God's sakes, you could have the other guy on the other side of the hole. Literally, he could have washed his hands, like, a few seconds ago, and his hands were slippery. Like, everything is explainable, in my opinion. He's he's literally pulling from a a place where there's there's no table, there's no, you know... Whatever's on that stuff, there's, he's just there's, there, there's definitely a bunch of little things that were inserted to me, like the eleven eleven. There's one thing that I read online that like there's an actual countdown in the film, 
Yeah, I heard about you that know, also. I heard about that. I need to see it. Uh, and, um, well, you the, know, there's, like, a lot of little things. But, I, I like, I think that what we would need is, like, further explanation from Tom Phillips then in order to answer these questions. I don't so want I'm that, though. I don't want you. that, though. But there's one... But see, one the thing is, like, that's, that's, that's huge. One last if, detail, if, though. If, 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 it, if it wasn't real. One, one last you know? detail, though, that tells me that this wasn't real, if I may. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when he sees the social worker in the beginning of the movie... Mm-hmm. There is a moment, and it's very brief, when he's with her, sitting with her, where it flashes to the end of the movie, to him in the asylum. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It's him. It flashes to the end of the movie, to him in yeah. the asylum, no, to him that. inside the cell, bashing his head against the cell door. I don't think... No, I don't yeah, think that... I don't no, think, no, I saw that, but yeah. I don't think it was him being in the asylum, because he did say... Remember... He did say previously he wasn't a mental. mental yeah, he was. Yeah, and like that were flashing to that piece. Yeah, they going I don't think he ever left. No, he he was that, in the that asylum. That was a flash forward. That was a yeah, flashback. That was a flashback. I think the whole movie is a flashback. We start in the asylum, right, and then and then we see him kind of smirk, and then we see the flashback into like everything that got him to the asylum. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like, like the this movie is Memento. Like, yeah, sort of. You know? I mean, that's why I say that this is like a the, the the true origin where like the entire film is about him becoming the Joker and he doesn't become the Joker until the very last scene before the asylum is shown again, you know? So in the asylum, he's the Joker. The thing is that we see it as we don't know what happens yet. So when you start seeing the, the, the film, you 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 think you're, you're seeing Arthur Fleck. But really, that's the Joker in the asylum. You know, we just look at him as Arthur Fleck, and then you see the flashbacks, and then that kind of puts you, like, in this whole mind warp, like, is this real or is this not real? Whereas I see it as, oh, this is the Joker, and he's asked the question, and he gets the smirk, and boom, they throw us into his flashback, detailing his entire origin of how he became who he is. Wait, there is one one more thing, actually, that I thought of right now that, that didn't make sense to me in terms of, again, plot holes. When he's in the hospital with his mother, the TV is off for the mm-hmm. entire scene. And then all of a sudden the TV is on and he's fantasizing about watching yeah, no, the that, Murray that Abraham was, show. That, that was a hallucination. Yeah. Okay, and with as far as him killing his mother, how do you suffocate somebody who has oxygen going into their nose? She had oxygen, the oxygen machine going into her nostrils. How does he suffocate her with a pillow? Well, you, you oh, can put she, enough pressure on yeah, the nose to block pr- that, yeah. to block That's that off. See, so. the thing is, everything can be explained, yeah. right? Like, you know, like, it's, he's putting all his weight on her face. This is a frail woman and stuff like that. She's mm-hmm. also panicking. Like, it doesn't right. take a lot for you to, like, you know. And at that, and at that point, no. you're, start, you're yeah. starting to gasp air not from your yeah, nose. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's mouth, trying to, like, breathe saying. through her mouth, not through her nose. Yeah. And that's how, like, Well, you know, I mean, so. you have to remember that um, Joker even stated this at the end of the movie. It was all just him, you know, him, his, one of his ideas, his jokes. Like is it, yeah, it was literally it was all a dream. So, I mean, I I guess I yeah, gotta I, admit I think, I think the Joker see, the, again. I need a. I watched it a little bit rushed. Uh, I need to see it again. So well, anyway, I mean, yeah. like Joker. I guess you could say Joker has quite an imagination. And oh. that's why we love yeah. Joker because. Joker could tell us a story, and he'll tell another story, and then another story, and then another yeah. story. He's he's literally you know an agent of chaos. He's the he's the narrator you can't trust. Yeah. You know? So, um, okay, so I think we're gonna wrap things up with that. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening in. 
Um, and we're going to say our goodbyes on this podcast. Word them up. So Word. this is Walt saying later, people. Wolfie, peace out. Metatron bidding the adieu. Jose, goodbye, Internet denizens. And Batman, we will doing we will be doing this for the rest of our lives. That was Elias, in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot the quote. The quote was because we'll I beat be you so bad in COD forever. I think that's the quote. Until one of us kills the other. Pew pew pew. Yeah. Pew pew. All right, All right y'all. Peace. Peace. Later.